Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest this week is Wichita Public School Superintendent Dr. Elisha Thompson. Welcome to Issues 2019. Thank you. I'm glad to this be here. This is your second time, I think, yes, right? but it still always makes me nervous. <laughs> okay. Well, you're relaxed. <laughs> okay, it's going to okay. be okay. Okay, okay. Now, you were appointed superintendent, uh, according to my information, July 1st, 2017. So you're beginning, what, your second year on the job now? I'm beginning my third year. Third year. Okay. Third year. See, I I was never good at math. (laughs) In fact, I almost flunked geometry. But anyway, uh, how do you like the job? I I enjoy it. Um, it's, it's, It's very rewarding to be able to work with a group of people who care about kids and want to help them to dream, believe, and achieve, and it's great. Okay. If if it's not too intrusive, tell us a little about your childhood. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Oh, well, I am a homegrown Wichita, Kansas native, and I'm proud of that. Uh, So I was born and raised here in Wichita, Kansas. I attended public schools here in Wichita and lived over by uh, in the neighborhood around Wichita State University. So uh, I I I am I am home. It's something you could see yeah. out the door and say, hey, I want to go there someday or someplace like that. You know? Absolutely. So what schools did you go to then? I attended um, Carter Elementary School. Carter. Uh, I attended um, Chisholm Trail because my mother was a fourth grade teacher and she didn't want to teach me and come home with me in the evening. So she shipped me away uh, to Chisholm Trail Elementary School. I attended Brooks Middle School and I graduated from The Heights High School. The Heights High School. Okay. Absolutely. All right. And did you get, I would imagine after that, you may have gone to college. I did. I attended <laughs> a, a, a college. I attended Langston University. Uh, my mother and all of her siblings attended that school. And so I just kind of followed in that footstep and attended Langston University in Oklahoma. And then I came back to Wichita uh, and, and finished all of my advanced degrees from Wichita, Kansas Newman yeah. uh, and Wichita State University. All right. So there's some places you can go to get those degrees. Absolutely. Uh, now, did you, you say your mom was an educator. Yes. Now, did you always want to be an educator then? Well, not really. At first, I thought I wanted to go into a medical field until I saw blood, and then I changed my mind. And so that's what, and then I have lots of people that have inspired me and have been mentors to me, which caused me to say, I, I'd like to do that and make a difference for kids. Okay. Uh, now, tell me a little bit about uh, your years as a teacher. You're, you're an administrator now. Yes. I presume at some time you were in the classroom. Absolutely. Teaching those young people. Kindergarten. Kindergarten? My really? My favorite grade. Yes. Well, it would be mine too, because that's the only grade I would be smarter get to the first grade i'm probably going to be lost uh, yeah. how kindergarten that first year there's people don't understand there's a lot of learning goes on for little three and four year old minds isn't there absolutely there is and tell me about that tell me about keeping track of those little ones well little people are the, the they, they come in they're eager to learn um, they want to learn and uh, their brains really are at the age now there where you can really pour a lot in at that particular age 
And so we get to teach them not only um, uh, academics, reading, writing, math, those kinds of things, but we also get the opportunity to shape them as having good, good social skills, all of those things that we want our children to grow up and learn how to be able to to be, do school, I would say do school, uh, and to become good citizens. Yeah, so it's do, great. Do they still do uh, morning and afternoon on kindergarten, or do they do the whole day now? We are full day. Full day. When I was, I won't tell you my age, but when I was a kindergarten teacher, we did have still have half day. So I had two sets of students. So mm-hmm. I had one in the morning and one in the afternoon. So they the afternoon. finally decided that. Why, I guess, huh? Well, yeah, we need to, we need, it, it, it's, it takes a little bit more time to make sure that we get all those skills in um, socially and academically that we need in kindergarten. And so that was um, a good move, I believe, on our parts. Is there time to take a nap? I had a rug, you no know. No naps. I had we a used nap, and my rug had my name embroidered on there, Stephen, right up on the corner. Yes, I used to have rugs when I was a kindergarten teacher. You can see how, you know, I won't say my age, but. Uh, it, we had those, but we, now we do not take naps per se, but we do have opportunities where kids get to have opportunities to um, kind of decompress is what yeah. I say, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and then have opportunities to, um, also we still have snacks. I know back do in you? the day we used to have snacks, mm. so we do continue to have those. So it looks a lot the same, but just uh, all day and we spread things out and give kids more time to be able to get those skills. It's interesting to me the way uh you and your people have been welcoming kids to school with a lot of attention and fanfare and red carpet. What's the thinking behind that? Well, we're just welcoming our family back. <laughs> it's like a big reunion. Uh, and we are well, t- Just a contrast. When I went to school, it was like I was going to the Shawshank Redemption. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, Shawshank no. Prison. <laughs> <laughs> they were all loading off the bus and people were hollering at us. Oh, but yeah. You, no. you, you, it's interesting the way you're doing that, though. Well, it's really exciting. Um, to be honest, you know, we want kids to be excited about coming to school to learn and that it's not a place where uh, they dread to come. We want them to look forward to coming back to a new school year. And that's just one way that we can uh, have them to look forward to something when they come back. All right. I want you to talk, if you would, talk me a, a little bit about your enrollment numbers. Now, I know that you don't have, probably don't have those finalized for for a while, but you've got a pretty good idea how many kids you're going to, going to your schools, don't you? Yeah, we won't have those official numbers no. until around September, of course. Um, but currently, we educate a little around a, a little bit over fifty thousand students, and we anticipate being a little flat. You know, as as we always are, we stay around that number most of uh, for the last four or five years. We've stayed around that number, so we anticipate uh, continuing to stay around that particular number. I was thinking that uh, you got up to about fifty three at one time. Yes, and then it gets kind of leveled out or dropped a little bit. Wonder why that is. Yeah, we, we've, we've actually been looking at some of those things as to why there's a decline. What we do know in Cedric County that we are birthing uh, less students. Uh, so there's less, fewer, fewer, yeah. people, fewer people available. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. And then we don't have the influx of people moving into our city as we use, used to have at that time. Uh, and so all of those things uh, factor into uh, our ability to uh, continue to increase uh, enrollment. Talk to me a little bit, if you will, about the language challenges. This fascinates me. This this school district is amazing in the fact that you have so many languages being spoken in the homes of these kids, right? Yeah, we do. We have about a hundred uh, languages um, that are spoken in the um, in our homes of our students. Um, we have English, Spanish, Vietnamese, Arabic, Swahili. Uh, so again, you have so many varieties that you have. I mean, those are our top few, um, and it does create challenges. However, it does create this wonderful tapestry of 
of diversity in our school district that our students benefit from as well. well but just teaching. <laughs> That's yeah. got to be tough. Yeah, we do have a, a, an ESOL program in our school district where we are able to communicate with our families, and we have the opportunity also to be able to teach those students uh, the language and then be able to move, uh, and, and the math, of course, and then we graduate them throughout the system, and then eventually they're out of those newcomers ESOL programs into our regular uh, settings. I'm going to ask, this is one of those questions, it's, uh, it, there's, there are layers to this answer, but basically how are our students doing on test scores? I mean, you can look at it and say, well, we're up or down. Or, I know you can find some good things in every, everyone. Yeah. What we do is while there is a state assessment data, we look at multiple data sources. And what we are seeing is that our kids, we, what we anticipate our kids making is one year's gain, gain. And our students are doing that. What we're finding when you see those state assessments, our kids are coming in two, three grade levels behind. So what we have to do is not only give them that one year's gain of growth, is what, which we are doing, but we have to then accelerate those kids so that they then can catch up to be able to perform on some of the state assessments that you all see. But if you look behind those data, what you are seeing is that kids are making gains and growth at a significant rate. So we're really proud of that. We just got to get that acceleration there so that we can get to those standardized assessments from the state. Uh, and I would imagine there are some school districts in the state that are not nearly as uh, varied as you are in the population. Those kids, you got a lot of diversity. Yes, we do. And you, we, we talk about the language. You're talking yeah. about... The racial and ethnic makeup yes, is, is incredible, we do. too. We do. And, that, again, that, that gives us um, uniqueness, um, and it, but it also creates some challenges. However, we're ready to stand and meet those challenges and push our kids to be able to be the best that they can be. Doctor, you can't run and hide. They'll find you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita Public Schools Superintendent Dr. Alicia Thompson. Now, this is the second year of your strategic plan. Yes. It sounds like something that's been hatched uh, behind closed doors. No, what, what is, <laughs> what's the strategic plan? What exactly is Actually, that? it's just it's a plan that we went out into our community when I first became superintendent a couple years ago. Um, you know, people say, you've been in the district a long time, Alicia. You should know where to kind of take us. But I think that was not a good advice. Uh, my, I went out and I listened to not only our community leaders, but we also listened to our students and our parents and our staff and faculty in our district to really have them to embrace where we move forward, how we move forward. And that's how the strategic plan was birthed, was through all of our listening sessions and all of the input that we had from everyone. And so, again, we will go out in the fall. I will start again another series of listening sessions where we talk about, since we've been in this strategic plan now for two years, getting more input to make sure that we're moving in the direction that people would like us to move and that we begin to talk about the accountability to that particular plan and the impact that we that all of us play in helping us to reach those goals. So we'll be out doing that in the fall. So is this like a structured uh, bullet point uh, outline type thing? It that is. You've got probably 75 pages? And no, nope, we do not because people don't follow those. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to yeah, they do ignore not. those. They, they do. So you keep it pretty simple then Absolutely. and straightforward? Absolutely. Okay. And then everyone has a role to play, and we all of our systems have been aligned to support that strategic plan. All of our budgeting has been pushed up underneath that. So the things that are not aligned to the strategic plan, we don't do anymore. Or the things, so we are totally aligned 
and we are now working on our accountability pieces and what role each one of us play in ensuring that we meet our goals. Is there a, a new early college program at Northwest High School? Yes. Tell me about that. That is an awesome program to work with. Is that with. the only school that's got it? So far, yes. In Wichita? Yes. In USD 259? Yes. Okay, tell me yes. about it. One of the things we heard in our listening session is that, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, you spend all your energy and your effort just working with the students that need the most help. And so we begin to look at our programming within our district, and that's how the early college um, kind of um, came about. And that is an opportunity for our students to be able to take college courses and once the, and, and all along their high school journey. And when they graduate from that particular program as a 12th grader, they will have 60 credit hours worth of college credits to be able to take with them as they move along. So it, it just creates another layer of rigor and opportunities to excel some of our, um, our high-performing students within our district. It seems to me, and I hate to say this, to use the phrase when I was in school, but we had some pretty advanced courses that were college prep, and I know I took them. We just didn't get any credit for them. Yes, yes. Well, we, we also still have the layers of our AP courses, yeah. our honors classes, and so on and so forth. But these particular courses are actually college courses taught by people who have the credentials to teach a college level But they're course. right there on the Northwest campus. That is correct. Okay. So you think you're going to get that in some other schools too? Well, we will see. Again, when we uh, roll out something in the district, we try to make sure it works and that we have a good system in place before we expand it out into the rest of the system. But I can tell you that we have a high um, interest for that within the school district. Uh, We have 50 slots this year for our students, um, and we had about 175 or so folks that applied with only 50 slots. So well, there is an interest. I'm thinking, you know, when you mention that, I think of two things. First of all, I think about uh, vocationals mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of talk about does everybody need to go to college? Mm-hmm. But uh, what are the opportunities? Uh, do we still have a place where oh a kid can learn how to uh, to a mechanic on a car? Because uh, those are, some of, the like most, those are some of the most popular oh, things yeah. we have in our schools. We have a, a very and, extensive. And aeronautics stuff. Yes, stuff like we that. do. Yeah. We do. We have a very extensive career and technical education uh, programming within our school district. And again, it goes back to those listening sessions. We heard that loud and clear. We just don't want you to uh, ensure that our kids go to college. There are other professional folks in our community that do very well uh, that we need to also be able to say to our children, here are other choices as well. So we have an extensive career and technical education program. As a matter of fact, last year was our first year we had of our work with our um, aviation pathway that we have where our kids are able to go through. We have all kinds of things in the STEM profession as pathways. We have culinary arts. We have tons of options for students to, to select what it is that they want to do and then have those pathways for them. It's a broad spectrum. The kids over here, they're they're going to prepare for college, and these are Botech. And then in, somewhere in there, you've got special ed. Yes, we do. And that is the people who are challenged, mm-hmm. and they're also the gifted people. Yes, they are. People, I don't think people realize that, mm-hmm. that uh, special ed, there are some gifted people in there as well as the others. Absolutely. And then there's some that just need some speech, and then they're so, – Yeah, just so a So you have bit a, a little yeah. bit of everything. So, uh, yes, we do have um, a population of special education students. 
And again, we have lots of support and um, programming also for that. That's what makes our district a little unique. Well, not really unique. Most people have those in their school districts. But since we have such a wide range of students that we serve, uh, that's the importance of making sure there's programming in each of those spaces and for all of our students so that we can make sure that they all have the opportunity to be successful. You know, I have a grandson, and uh, he had a speech impediment. Mm -hmm. And he's in the Catholic schools. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they get got him over to Peterson for a yes, year. Absolutely. And and got him straightened out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now you can't shut him up. So <laughs> Well he I'm he, kind he, of wanting to go no, I don't well, I, well, I, well, what I will tell you is that's what we want our kids to do is to speak yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they, they went to the public schools and they got some really good stuff there. Good yes. good education. Uh, tell me about what is standards referenced grading. Well, I'm glad you asked that. This is something new that we are doing in our elementary schools. Standards reference um, grading is an opportunity for our teachers to really hone in on grade level standards and, and, and be able to ensure that all of our kids have the opportunity to master those particular skills. Um, in the past, you know, as we have our grading, um, sometimes it's subjective. You know, sometimes kids can bring in things for extra credit or they can bring, you know, and so what we want to ensure is that those grades that those students receive are up to the grade level and not only are they at grade level standards, but that they we know where there's issues or things with those skills so that teachers can hone in on those specific skills and not just get muddled in some of the other kinds of things. So we're really excited about standards reference grading in the elementary level and we'll move those up into middle school the following year and then the following year after that we'll move into high school. Do we still do letters, letter grades, A, B, and C's? We will still have the opportunity at the secondary to be able to, at the high schools, of course, you need those in order to go to college and those kinds of things. But in elementary, what you will see is you will see whether or not and where your kid is along the continuum of where they are with specific skills. This is a place I'm going to jump in and say that we talked a lot about, we've talked a lot about this morning about getting these kids ready for college, getting them ready for a career. There's another aspect to education, and it has nothing to do with getting you ready for specific jobs, but making you a well-rounded individual. Talk about that for just a little bit. Yes. And, and the, so, softer skills, I absolutely. guess. Absolutely. Yeah. And in the listening session, we heard loud and clear that that was an important aspect that people wanted from the school system to be able to do. And um, we agree uh, because, again, what we hear in, the, in our community and from our leaders is that you can have all the skills that you want, but if you can't come into an organization and have good people skills and learn how to problem solve, if you're not a, a person that can work well in teams and in groups and learn how to be on time to work and all of those kinds of things, you know, you're not going to be a successful in, uh, person in your workplace. And so we've got to make sure that our students understand that there's twofold when you head out. you got to have those, uh, those know, both that, The appreciation of the arts and, the, yes. the, you know, the subtle things that, yes. that are not. You know, the geometry didn't help me much. It's, 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 it's critical to be a good, well-rounded Well-rounded. Citizen. That's, yeah. right. That's uh, right. Talk a little bit about uh, parents connecting to schools through technology. I know that you guys, you at the USD 259, have been working on that. And because uh, I can see it, you communicate with us in the media a little bit that way. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that was, again, the listening session was just awesome for the school district um, to t- kind of engage with what our community members were telling us. And one of the things they talked a lot about is, you know, back in the day, we used to say, oh, you come to a meeting, come to an event at the school, come to the school. 
And, you know, they were like, we don't have time to be coming to the school. There's right. other ways in which we want you to connect with us. And so we've been trying to do those things. Um, we actually have lots of systems. We have a parent view system that allows you to update your kids' records, look at their grades, communicate with your child's teacher. We have first view where you can track your bus so you can see right on time where your bus is located so wow. the kid can stand inside and wait and they can say, okay, now it's time to go out to get the bus. Um, so we have tons of, uh, tons of ways to do that. You can engage with us on social media. As you know, uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we, we just have... You know, when we do our listening session, we have a town hall meeting on on Twitter so that we can just have tons of ways to engage with our families. Do you have a constant video monitoring of the classroom so that you can tell if these teachers are really doing their work? Well, that, I'm, well, I'm kidding, but well, to be at another part of security, people, yes, might be, you do that. Kind yes, of stuff. well, we do have opportunities with yeah. some of our special needs, the ones that are non-speakers. Uh, we do have um, okay. cameras in our classrooms to ensure that our kids are being taken care of. There was something that, that came up the other day, and I wanted to talk about this. There have been some improvements made in security. Yes. I don't have Terry Moses with me today, but I've got you. What yes. What exactly, two or three little things that you did, big things. Really. Yeah, they are, they are re- really big things. We almost got close to a million dollars from a grant that right. we wrote. And um, with that money, we were able to do some things with our cameras. We have set some really antiquated-looking cameras that we had in our buildings. Now they're all digital. So we know with that capacity we'll be able to do. So we have more of them, and we have, we, um, they are digital, so they're much better quality. Um, the other thing that we were able to do is we have some special locks that we have on our particular classrooms, and so that will allow our teachers to be able to lock those um, rooms from the inside right right mm-hmm. well, you know that that was so simple to me you hear something going on bang hit that thing and and keep whoever is out keep them out there that is correct but you've got that anything else on that or was that would you be covered? so far that those are the bigger items pieces yeah. that we were able to be able to do um, we also um, have other thoughts that things that we would like to do so we'll be continue to look for grants and opportunities to continue to do those for our facility. But we also, not only for safety purposes for facilities, we also have really enhanced some of our work with our um, social, emotional kind of uh, counseling, um, therapy right. for students, those kinds of things, and partnership uh, with, the, with the county and um, some of our um, mental health associations. Here's a fun issue that's been bandied around across the country. What, tell me about vaccinations. You got well, a couple more you have to do this. Yes, we do. Yeah. We do. Um, and so um, th- those were um, given to us by our um, the, the, the Kansas State Department of Ed. Yeah. Uh, they, they did not say that we had to, but the legislators and the health folks out there say yeah. that that's something that we needed to do. And so we have educated our community and our families on those vaccinations and what they need. We have um, community partners that we can refer our families to in order to be able to um, get those vaccinations if they need them. And so we'll, I think we're ready to go, and people are getting those vaccinations, and we'll just We've talked about sporting. this before. You have any staffing problems this year? You got enough teachers? Well, we're better than we were last year. Better than year. we were, but you still need some more. Absolutely. Yeah. And those specialty areas, as we needed before, which would be special ed, mathematics, and science. Okay. Are you getting all the support you need from the school board? Yes. The school okay. board is fantastic. Is um, there they, anybody on there you don't like you'd like to mention by name now? Or? I love I love them all. I love them all. <laughs> that doesn't do. sound right to me. I do. <laughs> I'll let you get away with it. How about they're, how they're, about the state legislature? How about those people in Topeka? Yes. How are we, they doing? They're doing great. Um, I think we um, we have um, 
have good relationships with them. We actually, in our school district, we meet with our legislators on a regular basis just to answer any questions that they may have and also to make sure that they have everything they need from us to be able to make decisions when they go to Topeka. So we have a good relationship with them. Here's your best question of the day. Why should someone choose a career in education? Well, why not? I mean, Other it's than just, the fact it, that you get paid so much and you got chauffeur-driven it, it, cars. It is a great place to work, um, to make a difference. And also, you know, you think about, you know, all the people like yourself. I mean, like myself, um, we all came from good teachers and we made a difference. And, I, you know, I talked to some of my teachers and they are so proud when they're able to see, um, you know, what they've been able to help produce to make this city and this, and this country a better place. Thanks for spending some time with you. I don't know if you're aware of the fact that I am a product of USD 259. Yes. Is that the West High Pioneers? Pioneers. Yes, my husband is a pioneer. Hadley Junior High School Pioneers. You know, got to go. Awesome. Thanks for spending some time with us. We appreciate that. We'll we'll have you coming back when you're not so nervous. Our guest is Wichita School Superintendent, (laughs) Dr. Alicia Thompson. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.